Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to Buy the Mash Turn, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Cal Noble. How you doing, Cal Noble? I'm all right, thanks, Mike. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm I haven't all right. seen you for a while. Yeah, you've been offshore again. I've been oh. offshore. I do, I do like it out there in the sea, <laughs> not getting to do anything except look at my phone yeah. and go, how's my beer doing? That is one of the great things about. Um, the new toys that i got a little while yes. ago yeah, is yeah, that i can internet. control fermentation from my phone yeah but I, I like the the stout that was on managed to just crash cool that uh yeah this is the coffee stout from a few episodes ago yes yeah the coffee with stout. Sirencraft. yeah um so i mean i, I suppose because in that i left a couple of things up in the air actually Ooh. and we could quickly talk about those i'll go on then um so one of the things i left up in the air was how i was going to add the coffee and also how what i was going to do with the cocoa nibs mm-hmm. so what i did with the cocoa nibs is i uh, made a tincture with um a peated whiskey Ooh. so i left the cocoa nibs sat in nice. so 100 grams of cocoa nibs sat in about 200 mil of a peated whiskey um, and then just let that sit for the entire time I was away offshore. So That's about, about two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so when I got back, I just tipped the whole lot into the fermenter, which is now obviously crash cooled, <laughs> and just went there. You go. Um, and I decided to, uh, based off the advice um, in the episode, mm-hmm. um, that I was going to dry bean essentially. Yeah, yeah. So I got ground coffee. So I went down to the, um, a local coffee shop today, got some ground coffee. Um, French press grind as well, so okay. slightly coarser. Um, and then I just took about uh, 300 grams of that and then just put that into uh, a muslin bag, a hot bag, and then just put that into the beer. I'm going to let that sit for about nice. 48 hours. Only Go- 48? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, like like normally when you uh, when you make cold brew, yeah, you would you just steep, you would just steep the cold brew. Uh, so I've, I've used the amount of coffee that I would use um, in making about a litre because I don't want to make 20 litres of something that just tastes like cold brew coffee. I want the (laughs) beer to... to, Yeah, I know, but (laughs) I would just make 20 litres of cold brew coffee. But I want Hmm. the beer to have a coffee taste to it. I don't want it to be overpowering. So I want to make it so it's just subtle. Um, Yeah, nice, nice. So yeah, that's that's how I've managed to do it. So they're the the two things I left up in the air. My two decisions. So there you go. That's how I did it. And <laughs> um, we'll we'll find out how that went uh, eventually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we a, a, a final gravity near you soon. Yeah. Ooh. So that was that was what we did last time. Well, the the in the coffee episode. Yeah. Um. What are we doing this time? Today uh, we are looking Classic. at <laughs> yes, uh, looking at a a variation on the pilsner that, uh-huh. that has uh, been around for a little while. Um. It's it's not one of those styles that you see absolutely everywhere, but every example I've had, I, I've very much enjoyed. Uh, it is a New Zealand pilsner. A New Zealand pilsner. Yes. Right. Okay. So run this by me. So this is not uh, obviously 
near Pilsen, uh, nor is it near Germany. No, maybe New Zealand, I would assume. Yes. So apparently, it's it's one of those things that was uh, taken to New Zealand by German settlers many many years ago, Um, and basically using those old uh, systems of making a delicious pilsner, but with the modern take on it being that they're adding the New Zealand hops uh, right. for flavouring. So some hop varieties in New Zealand, such as Motueka and, and, and others, do are, are derived from and have similar genetics to uh, l- like lagering noble hops, such okay. as Sarts and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but they, they are very slightly different. You get... Um, an element in wine, they call it terroir, or uh, yeah. Ooh, fancy. yeah, hello. <laughs> uh, which is it's it's just a where a something that is grown in a location picks up characteristics that are given to it uniquely by the characteristics of that location. Okay, so uh, you know you grow grapes in France, and they can be exactly the same uh, breed, exactly the same genetically variety. Yeah. But you grow them in California and they'll taste slightly different. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot because um, I mean, I imagine that the nutrients and the water and the soil, exactly. that, that all there's, gets pulled into lots. the plant and affects, you know, yeah, how yeah. it tastes. There's obviously. lots and lots and lots of different factors that change how flavors and tastes of, yeah. of oh, definitely. those type of ingredients work. And the same is true for hops, where um, you can have, for example, Cascade, initially a, a Northwest style. Uh, American hop, yeah, but is now grown in a lot of places around the world. You've but got tastes, UK Cascade, you've yeah. got uh, German Cascade as well. I like, imagine it uh, tastes, and different. it tastes different, yeah. And it's it's just because of the climate and the, the soil, as you say, and, and nutrients and just all sorts of different things. So, yeah, but I, that, that's not surprising, really, isn't it? Because like, if you if you use a water from here or you use a water from somewhere else then it's going to change even if you follow exactly the same recipe mm. it's going to change how the, the the beer tastes exactly and uh so new zealand has fully embraced that and uh decided to uh, accentuate what made their hops unique okay in, in their in their area and and so you you do see other styles like a new zealand pale ale or even new zealand ipa uh recently where they they take those unique flavors and they they really just punch them in your in your face, <laughs> punch you right in the face. Yeah, just smash it in. Just yeah, yeah, like yeah. just get a, get a kick in your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Or the other alternative is something a bit more subtle, like the New Zealand Pilsner, where okay. you've got an edge of that hop character coming through. It's not like an IPL or an India Pale Lager, um, right? Which we'll brew at some point. Um, and, and explain what it is. Yes. Well, the, the gist of the IPL is that it's dry hopped massively as well. So yeah. you've got like a big hop aroma. Whereas New Zealand Pale, yes, it is supposed to be subtle still. It's it's And it's supposed to be balanced, but it is supposed to be a noticeable hop character okay. from those unique New Zealand hops. Well, there you go. Um, and I'll, I'll get into which ones I've used and why later yes. on in the episode. But um, yeah, a, a, anyone who's, who's familiarized themselves with the New Zealand... Uh, varieties of hops yeah yeah they'll know they've got some unique stuff out there yes yeah yeah lovely awesome well i mean do you want to give us a rundown of yeah, your I might recipe as well get into it now uh I'll, I'll start with the the malt um it's quite an easy one um i've gone so uh, obviously this is a pilsner and there are two sort of classic approaches to the pilsner where you've got the uh the czech or the german yeah approach to that 
I've gone sort of somewhere in the middle. Uh, the malt base, I've gone a bit more German, so I've used German Pilsner malt yeah. um, for most of it. Uh, there is a touch of Vienna and a touch of German wheat malt as well. Um, and then that's it. Like it's 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 quite uh, quite simple. Uh, again, the malt's not the star of the show on this one. Yeah, it's supposed to be just a, a fairly neutral pilsner base with which to let the hops uh, sing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the one difference I've done there is that I've mashed um, a little bit warmer than I have done for other lagers. Okay. Um, that, the Hellas I did warm as well. Um, and then this one, well, the Hellas I did with quite yeast, so that was very warm. Yeah. But um, no, that, that was the fermentation. The fermentation the, the mashed, was warm, yeah, the mash. So uh, why, why, have you, why have you decided um, to do a slightly well, warmer mash? Uh, just from what I've read, uh, the approach that New Zealand Pilsners in particular have taken is is a bit more down that uh, it's it's almost like it's somewhere in between the Czech and the German version. So it, okay. do, it does have a bit more body. It does have a bit more hop flavor. Yeah, yeah. But it is still crisp and refreshing, and it's it's yeah, it's it's a nice sort of hybridy okay. thing. Um, and ov- obviously there are multiple approaches to that, so you can do what you want. But um, but that's that's the way you've decided yeah, to so, swing it. So I've I've not gone for like a heavy mash. I've gone for a sort of more medium. Just yeah. just keep it nice and easy. Nice going. and balanced. Yeah, balanced. Um, when it comes to the hops, as I say, I've used some New Zealand ones. Um, I've used uh, Enigma for bittering. Nice. Um, that's just yeah a, a high alpha one. Um, yeah. You won't get much flavour from that because um, that's right in at the sixty minute boil. Yeah. Um, and then for aroma, I've used two. Um, I've used Motueka. Yeah, which I mentioned before is um, genetically very similar to Sartz. Again, you got the Czech element coming yeah, in yeah. there, um, but it's so it's like Sartz, but there's elements of other sort of fruity notes that, uh, especially lime, weirdly okay. people get from Motueka. So I don't know, lager and lime's a classic. It hey, is it, an absolute classic. There's you know, there's no trouble there. Uh, I thought that might be quite a nice one. So you've got some of that classic German. No, sorry, so some of that classic Pilsner flavour with a hint of lime. Interesting. Might be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one I've used less so, because I don't want it to dominate over the Motueka, is um, Nelson Sovan. Right. And again, that is a quite well-known, unique New Zealand hop. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, known for its... Uh, it gives off gooseberry notes Yeah. that uh, a lot of people compare to things like Sauvignon Blanc and, and sort of uh, white wines in yes. particular. Yeah, and yeah. so that would work very well in, uh, you know, the, the drier, crisper uh, mashes. Um, and if, if so, if I was doing for like a uh, an entirely Nelson Sovan New Zealand Pilsner, I'd probably, yeah, just, just mash it that little bit lower, get it yes. drier, yeah, yeah. get it nice and okay. crisp and refreshing to emphasise that gooseberry. But because the lime and the Sartz Noble is there as well, I want just I want a bit of everything. Okay, so, yeah, no, I like, I like the sound of that. It, yeah. sounds, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, um, and then using um, Czech um, Pilsner yeast as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be doing a traditional uh, sort of fermentation thing. So well, like, not, about not 10 degrees? Traditional. Yeah, d- yeah, 10 degrees for a long time. Long old time. <laughs> long time. A uh, little bit of a diastole rest as well. So b- boosting that up to 16 and then gradually dropping it down to three. I, I suppose because... The- in the keg. Because we're obviously getting into the colder months now, mm. um, that'll make it. Because you 
ferment in your um, fermentation fridge in your garage. garage. Yeah. So that's, you know, that'll help because trying to do that in the summertime, <laughs> not not ideal. It makes yeah, your fridge work more, over time, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, more, more power consumption. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in winter, I find lagers are, are nice and easy still. So. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a classic time for brewing lagers is the winter yeah, time so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good I, I don't have a massive oak tree to bury it under or something so <laughs> really no. why not uh, d- yeah i know you've got three here i know yeah, just just in your just, flat. Just, just three oak trees in my flat so yeah. I can bury everything under it um okay i mean like the, the recipe sounds absolutely fantastic um and the good thing is is if anybody does want to actually brew this beer um they can go to our partner's website the malt um and they can actually get this recipe. I believe that recipe will go live. Yeah, yeah, um, on, on the day this episode uh, on, on the up. day this episode is. Um, so if you are interested, um, go over to, go over to our partners' uh, website, themaltmiller.co.uk. Have a look at the recipe, um, and then you can just hit the old buy button, and then you yeah, get all the yeah, ingredients, everything you need, and all the instructions as how we brewed it as well. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. It's 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 quite a sort of simple process. Obviously, lagers themselves are quite weird and quirky yes. with, 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 the, with the fermentation processes but once you've done it a couple of times it's 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 yeah. so all easy peasy and this one doesn't deviate much from, no. from some of the other lager processes so for, for some people out there it's just going to be a nice way to easily try out some of the, the delicious New Zealand hops out there yeah and it's a really good time to actually get it as well because mm. if you don't have a fermentation fridge to control um, that temperature average temperatures this time of year is about 10 degrees yeah so even yeah. if even if you've got like a cold store outside or something like that you can actually ferment out there without too much risk really yeah you're gonna watch you're gonna have to try and find a place that is as consistent a temperature as possible yeah. uh i've had experience with fluctuating temperatures and that causing various off flavors in the beer but yeah i if mean you can find a place that's quite stable like on the ground floor with like a stone floor or something like that yeah that, that will, that that will help. really help you out. If yeah. you, like I say, if you don't have a fermentation fridge, this time of year is the perfect time of year for doing lagers because the temperature, average temperature is around about mm. 10 degrees, which is brilliant. Lovely, um, lovely, lovely. So, yeah. I, do we have any news? Any yes, news? there is a little bit of beer ye, beer ye. It's time for the beer news. So, uh, as the world is crumbling into little pieces <laughs> and uh, everyone's mad, madly Falling panicking apart, yeah. about uh, the uh, climate disaster, rightfully so, uh, Carlsberg have decided that they are producing the world's first paper beer bottle. Right, okay. Uh, now, a beer bottle in a paper bag is pretty pretty iconic yes um paper beer bottle paper beer so the bottle itself paper it's not just gonna is the beer not just because i mean i've tried putting liquids <laughs> in paper bags and i know what happens it gets a bit wet doesn't it it gets a bit wet and then falls yeah. through and then what you've got is you've got liquid on the floor no luckily there's a little <laughs> membrane they're working on this sounds like it's the 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 hard part of the question making the actual uh plant-based beer bottle itself is right. quite is relatively easy it's the membrane that goes between the beer and the basically the to bottle. stop the beer from dissolving the yeah yeah, the yeah outer material so in in the same way that uh cans and tins and, yeah. and a lot of containers that are metal and contain food products there is a barrier of some kind yeah to stop them from interacting stop. with yeah. the, the metal and so they they've got two versions they're trying out uh i believe it's uh there's a, a pet 
Right. And uh, what was the other one? P-E... Something else. P-E-F. Right. Okay. Um, they, they are both uh, recyclable, I believe. Um, although I, I've heard that one of them, I think it was the P-E-T basically can't be recycled anywhere in the uk so it's kind I mean, of I'm, just i'd imagine anyway. that's yet i'd imagine that can't be recycled yeah, yet. yeah. if if there's no place in the uk that can do it i assume i'm just making the assumption here that it is very energy intensive potentially yeah it. yeah and um I, I i can see why they're doing it they're like it's it's a good idea to want to move away from glass because glass is recyclable but again it's it's quite energy intensive to yeah i mean it, 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 it's it's it. heavy and, just to transport and it's heavy and, to transport I mean, like um, not everywhere uh, like here in reading they don't uh recycle glass at home no so no, you, you have, have to, to you have to take way. it to yeah. bottle banks um and as as much as people should be doing that it adds an extra step and some people just you know just don't do just it. don't and, yeah. and because it's not immediately easy to do people don't end up doing it. So there's a lot of glass goes to landfill, um, which yeah. obviously is not ideal. No, no, so no. Because that, that won't degrade quickly at all. Will, yeah, it, it'll yeah. just end up like shardy and in, in animals, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like if they're not recycling the PET, then you know that, that, that could be quite difficult as well. And I'd imagine you have to separate that from the, yeah, the fibres. Because the, uh, the plant-based stuff is going to be... Well, the, 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 the sort of paper woody bottle itself will be biodegradable is the pet not biodegradable uh that i'm not fully sure of that okay. it, it might be one of those things that it takes 100 years rather than 10,000 years or something right okay so, uh, so so it is biodegradable but not yeah and you it, don't that, want it like to no be, it's not going to go like a tea bag you might you don't want it to yeah you don't want it to be too biodegradable because then you can't you have them the, sat in the shelf like yeah. can you imagine that you've got all these carlsberg bottles like sat in the shelf and it's like no no we're gonna have to take them off they've only been up there a week it's like yeah but they're gonna start leaking yeah like, they're gonna yeah, start yeah. dissolving and 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 the viability of doing you know like 20 year date aged bottles of stuff something special yeah. like you wouldn't you'd still use glass uh just well yes yeah, I'd, yeah i'd imagine it. you would um but i mean i suppose the issue is if it if these if this membrane is biodegradable after a certain amount of time at what point do the things that make up this membrane start leaching into the beer because it, yeah that if it's biodegradable it means it dissolves and and uh, you know that's it's one of the good things about testing that type of thing is now doing doing it uh, as soon as possible so that yeah you can have those types of tests like how long does it take yeah we'll know in five years whether or not it happens in five years basically um yes uh th- i'm sure there's ways they can sort of speed that up i mean i imagine temperatures they probably and have pressures and stuff testing this thing a while ago Ex- exactly um so we'll, we'll find out soon i guess um, Any better then, than aluminium, though? Uh, Just an aluminium can, because... Yeah, al- aluminium is really good for recycling because it is just a metal, and you heat it up so that it melts yeah and then you make it into sheets again and then you make it into sheets and you just and reuse so it so readily recyclable like you know yeah it, like you can walk around the streets and just chuck it into a recycling bin exactly exactly uh like it's it's just it's very little worries yeah if you chuck aluminium cans in the bin i hate you you're terrible <laughs> put them in the recycling because it's they so, are so easily recycled yeah. and there is and everywhere recycles them exactly like you know there's very few places which don't recycle aluminium cans it was one of the first things they started recycling properly yeah, just, i remember as a kid so much sense it's, remember as a kid going around collecting them and crushing cans up and sending uh, them off to recycle. Like, you know that was that was like 
30 years ago. You got a little bit of money. Yeah, like a little. 30 little, pence in your pocket. Little, ooh, a little bit. <laughs> a lot less than that. Oh, wow. Hell. Okay. All right. Let's not go too Stop crazy. North, mate. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so you moves to the positive maybe, but you know, cans are still really good. Um, and bottles are great if you fully intend to reuse them. Yeah, well. and, for, and for homebrewers, a lot yeah. of homebrewers yeah, do. Yeah. Like, I mean, the the amount of bottles I've got just kicking around that get reused so regularly. Yeah, yeah. It's, Simple. It's, it's, it's far more energy efficient to reuse than it is to recycle. So yeah. do that first. Do that first. Always do that first. Yes. Right. I, it's probably time we had a beer. I, I am feeling a little yes, parched. Enough saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's have a drink. Right, what have we got here then, Mike? So, first up, from actual New Zealand. From actual, actual New, Zealand, New Zealand. As opposed to that yeah. fake New Zealand I've yeah. seen on that teleprogram. Exactly. Well, none of the Lord other of beers the are from New Zealand, so this is special. Right, okay. Uh, this is Max, that's M-A-C apostrophe S. Yes. Is, I guess, the brewery. Um, uh, yeah. And the beer is called Hop Rocker. Cool. I mean, the, the bottle looks interesting. It looks all um, wibbly on the top. Yeah, it's it's got Textured. a very distinctive texture. I'll pass you the bottle soon. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to first mention that it not only is it a Pilsner. Right. Uh, but it is also hopped with Cascade, which I presume is New Zealand Cascade, and Nelson so. Sauvin. Right, well, there you go. Which is what I am brewing with. It is, yeah. So... Uh, w- how did we come across this bottle then? So this is actually a present from uh, those who of you who have listened to the Green Hop English Pale that I did a few episodes ago. Uh, we had James Moore on. And yes. James yeah, yeah. Moore's little uh, side project to do with beer is his 1001 beers to try before you die. And uh, this, is this one of them? This is one of them. Well, and there you he, go. He brought a couple over. Uh, me and my wonderful wife, Rachel Harrison Wood, tried one of them on one of his videos you can you can check it out on youtube uh we'll we'll put a link on it um and yeah he, he donated a bottle to us oh, isn't just that nice just of just them? to have and i thought oh, you know what I, I really want to do one of them now so there's a reason why i'm doing this no, outside of it, it yeah so. It's, I, I was just i was just reading the bottle there yeah and it does actually mention the rib neck yeah so it says, it's an unusual neck. Yeah, so why does this bottle you're holding have a distinctive ribbed neck? Well, when Max started out, normal bottles were both hard to source and unimaginative. So inspired by a unique brandy bottle, we made our own. So they actually make their own bottles. Yeah. And it was based off a unique brandy bottle, by all accounts. There we go. So there you go. We did, uh, we did review quite a few New Zealand beers in a row. With James, and yeah. all of them had their own distinctive bottle. So ah, I'm, I'm assuming right. it's more of like a cultural thing where each big brewery has their own unique bottles. I see, right? Okay, nice. that 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 makes some sense because obviously here we like we have interesting branding and stuff, but bottles yeah. tend to be pretty uniform. Yeah, and if because they're, they're is... easy to get a hold of, so exactly. And if they are special, all they'll have is like a badge. Yeah, embossed in it. Yeah, or something. yeah. Like it won't be anything weird well, like that. The beer it, it smells. Like a pilsner, it does. It smells like a hoppy pilsner. It looks light and bubbly. Uh, yeah, that straw yellow. Yeah, it's it's look it's looking real nice. It's been chilled, lovely, well done. Yes, thank <laughs> you. good effort. <laughs> Do you want to have a taste of it? And oh, see how you feel. On, then. I'm quite I'm I'm quite impressed with how how that smells actually. Like it smells really refreshing. That is a deliciously smooth pilsner. Yeah, it's it's definitely got that lagery malt flavour, mm. and it's got some nice pleasant hoppiness. Yeah, it's, that's it's not in your face. 
it's it's just nice. It's, it's got it, it's got a bit of sort of like um, know, the, the the hop characters bringing a bit of apple. Apple, I think. Yeah, mm, interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I, maybe it's the sort of gooseberry uh, from the Nelson Savan, but they're definitely getting some lemon as well. Mm. Potentially cascade, I guess. Yeah, um, but That's, it's quite. A, it's it's quite a yeah. Hopefully, it's what not I'm su- aiming for. With, yeah, with it's that not mix. super bitter on the end. It's, it's not. Like, it's got it's got a nice subtle sweetness at the start. That's a really nice like, really nice drink. Yeah, I could easily drink a lot of that. Can you, how easily can you get it in the UK? Uh, I know that James had to buy an entire twelve pack. I think in the UK. In, I mean, to be honest, to I, I, I could I could quite happily have. 12 of those yeah oh yeah yeah like quite happily not probably not all in one sitting <laughs> but i don't know well it's five percent and it's a 330 mil bottle so yeah potentially not yeah no i like that yeah. i mean Drink it, safe, like, everyone. if if you do ever see it in the shops like you know definitely definitely get it and give it a go because it's really really nice yeah and the the bottle's brilliant yeah right yeah that's one that um, yeah probably gonna get reused yeah 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 definitely no, nah, that's nice. good. I mean, uh, like, the thing is with with pills and as lagers in general, um, I find it difficult to kind of like really go on about them for ages because <laughs> it's like they're good, but because they're because they're quite clean and to the point, there's not really like kind of subtle nuances to to ramble on about. Mm. Yeah, so, the, you, it's it's not like a big in your face no IPA where you can sort of use exaggerated adjectives and. And yeah. stuff. It's it's more just yeah. It's very well balanced. Very so think, well balanced. I think rather than rambling on about it, we just go get another beer. Yeah. All right. Right. What have we got here then, Mike? So uh, we've got from Cloudwater. Cloudwater. Uh, we've had some of their beers in the yeah, past. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they 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 know they do. Yeah. They yeah. make nice beer. And it is the beer called It Took Over the Airports. What took over the airports? I don't know. I guess this beer. Oh. Oh, I guess. I mean, that's weird. I've been in an airport recently, and I didn't, I didn't, you see, didn't see it. See it? Oh, okay, that's a shame. Uh, it's what five, is it? Five percent. Yeah, and it is a pilsner that uses both modern German and modern New Zealand hops. Well, so fancy how about that. that? <laughs> uh, fancy that. Fancy uh, that. It doesn't say which exact types it uses. Okay, uh, but it does mention that the. Uh, the what to expect from the flavour is lemon, grapefruit, marmalade, floral, and herbal notes. Interesting. So with modern German hops and then notes of marmalade, I'm guessing Mandarin of Bavaria. Um, uh, as to, there's a lot of hops with lemon yes. and grapefruit, then yeah, so exactly. it's really hard to narrow that down. Um, I mean, maybe they'll give us a shout, maybe, and, and let us know what's in there. Let Just us know. you know, that'd be good. So cloud water, if you're listening, if you're listening, send send us a little private message if you don't want to make it public, and just let us know what's in there. We yeah. promise we won't tell anyone. <laughs> Because <laughs> we never do that. Yeah, true. Wait, what, what are you what are you looking at? What I mean, you... I it's slightly hazy, which I love. Like it's nowhere near my face, but it's like I can smell it. Yeah, immediately it yeah, smells it is, amazing. Uh, it is quite like, pungent, and it's like a really nice sort of like golden straw color. Mm. Um, I am getting orange aroma and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it I'm smells. I'm not it, sure about the lemon. It smells amazing. I mean, I, like when we're both smelling, um, I just get a good gap there that I'm going to have to delete, but that's quite fun. It's all right. You have a sniff now, and um, I'll, yeah. I'll mention about Yeah, it's it's nice condition. Um, I think it's it's probably time. That to, have in, sni- to, to, to have a sniff. To have uh, a sip of it. Natural. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah and I, you definitely get the like, sort of like um, tangerine-y sort of smell to it. Yeah. 
no, tangerines there in the flavor as well. Really? Yeah, quite crisp. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd say medium body. Like it's it's not it's not like a super light German pills. Uh, no, it's not but at it's, all, is it? Um, there is a lingering bitterness uh, from the hops. That's really and good. It's not, it's not from like lack of body. It's it's no. definitely from a hoppy bitterness. And then there's yeah, there's that 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 big fruity round everything like yeah, tangerine and um, yeah, grapefruit as well. In, yeah, I mean it was it, it was slightly sweeter than I was expecting to begin with, mm. uh, but that works with the tangerine really well. It's like biting into like really small uh, sweet tangerine segments, and then you've got that like like I say that lingering bitterness mm. it hangs around for a very long time and that's a sort of thing I would associate with grapefruit like it's got that you know when you have fresh grapefruit in the morning and your face turns inside out because <laughs> it's the it, first thing yeah, you put in yeah. your face um, wakes you up he's like you know, oh god <laughs> like, but yeah like that mixed with the with this like the sweet tangerine segments like that's mm. really good not what I would expect from your traditional sort of like pilsner no, no. So well, I, I mean, it's not supposed to be. So th- this is a little bit more heavily hopped than I'm hoping mine will end up. Right. As, okay. Especially in the bitterness, I've tried to keep the IBUs quite low. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Can uh, I have a look at the can? Please? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I'm also getting a little bit more of that sort of uh, noble than I was expecting. Um, it's it's some of that sort of herbal edge of it um, creeping in. It it's sort of it, obviously you get that tangerine right at the start. Yes, yeah, but, definitely. But it's, um, the more I'm having, the more lager I'm tasting. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, no, is, I, I, I get that. It's a, it, I like the can as well. It's very. Um, I mean, Cloudwater they, they've they've always got kind of good branding yeah. and stuff. But it's evocative of the flavors that you're tasting as yeah, well. Yeah, it really is. It's all orangey, um, orange I'm, and I'm, yellow, is and it, speckles. Is it and, supposed to be a sun? Does that look like a sun to you? Like, do you know, like a. Um, what do you well, think? Or, may, or maybe the bottom of a can? It's something that took over the airports. I don't know how that could take over an airport. You'd see I that coming know. a mile away. Um, but yeah, I like it. And it does say here, obviously, vegan-friendly, so that's why it's it's appearing hazy. Uh, I'm assuming unfined. It's, um, it's quite... Uh, yeah, it's it, a very, I mean, it, very it, slight haze, yeah, but no, it is it's, mostly clear. It, 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 no, it, it, it's definitely not like your, your standard New England-like... Mm. No, not and not Merc bomb, but it, it like it's cleared out amazingly well. Yeah. That, that's that's fantastic. A oh, photograph by uh, Paul Jones. Oh, so that's a photo on the it's front. A, it, it's a photo oh, by Paul Jones. Don't you know? A mystery circle with splodges everywhere. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should uh, maybe we should Google this Paul Jones fella. Another time. I mean, not right now. No, oh. I, th- I think now is time for another beer. What do you <laughs> yes, think? I agree. All right, what have we got? Um, we've got Mouté and Mosaic from uh, Burnt Mill Brewery. So it's a dual hop IPA and it's part of the Gardens of Green series. Yeah. So 6.2%. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. have you ever had some Mouté before? No, so apparently this is a newish hop from New Zealand, yeah. very predictably. Um, there, there is a region in New Zealand called Mouté where this is from. And um, it's... Very high alpha, so apparently uh, 17 to 19% alpha. Wow. Which is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, useful for bittering, but also has a very nice flavor so, uh, with, uh, uh, was it passion yeah, fruit? Well, so, yeah, so I mean, like, it says here, like, basically what we'd expect from um, Mute is pungent grapefruit, tropical, and passion fruit aromas. Mm. Uh, and they're saying that um, they've, they've paired it with the mosaic to help complement the uh, stone fruit, citrus, and pine. 
okay. flavor. So I'm wondering whether or not they've bittered with both hops or just one of them and then mm. um, done the aroma hops with both. I, yeah, I'm assuming that the aroma is definitely both. Yeah, but, uh, but the, well, I mean, the, I can't imagine why you would bitter with both. You would probably bitter with true. one, but I mean, who knows? And if Mutez Alpha is that high, then likely it, exactly. just use that. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I'm expecting like 6.2%. It's going to be full on. And yeah, I it's mean, very hazy. New England looking. Yes, yeah. I mean, the, obviously, this isn't a Pilsner. No. Like, they're, they're, that's not what it's trying to be. It's an IPA. Because, um, oddly enough, getting a hold of New Zealand Pilsners, quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, especially late notice. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Standard. But, yeah. you know. Um, I think we've done all right. I think we have. Uh, and I mean, this it, smells fantastic. It looks like I'm a full on juice bomb. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, lo- it looks big, looks chunky. How's, how's it smell? How, like, t- like t- tell, me, tell me the aromas you're getting. It smells like that big new New England style IPA flavor, like aroma. It it's, really it's just, does. Yeah, the, the big rounded, fruity, tropical notes. Um, no, I just one, love this stuff. No, there's no one particular element that's jumping out at me as like it. Definitely smells of like that. It's just big and balanced and and nice. Uh, you just had a little sip now. What, oh my what god! Are you thinking? Oh, you could chew on that all day. That's so thick. It's pretty that's- big. Yeah. That's beautiful and so fruity. Yeah. And the fruits change. Oh, the the passion fruit. I'm getting heavy, heavy passion fruit on the aftertaste. Like there's the, like you you could give that to somebody and there was no no way they wouldn't pick that up immediately. No, I'm getting that. Like that is so strong. But I I, in the first sip at least it it definitely had a, a sort of morphing characteristic where it was one thing, then it was another, and now it's something else. Slightly pineapple. Oh yeah, you get that. I'm getting slight okay. pineapple as well. Yeah, it's it's just it's, it's one of those that's quite well rounded and 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 tropical, generically at the start, and then yeah. different things come out. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's really like, really interesting. Flavor. That that is fantastic, and like the the, the grapefruit. Like when it says pungent, <laughs> it means pungent. Like it, it is there. That is that's remarkable. I I know this isn't the the, the style of beer we were. You know, no. that we're aiming to brew, but we're curious about Mutair, so yeah, and also to be honest, when I was when I was at the bottle shop, Grumpy Goved, the can just jumped out at me. Like yeah. it the artwork is outstanding. It's just this like deep forest and mountains, like and it it looks like a shiny Pokemon card. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's all shiny. Silver everywhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I mean, look at that. Just have, yeah. have have a have a Google at that. That's all brilliant, right. isn't it? Yeah, we'll have a picture of it on the. Uh, yeah, as as normal. That is that's fantastic. Guns if green series, I would highly recommend if you see that. I'd highly recommend getting getting it and trying. Yeah, it. that is nice. Because and six point two percent. It's yeah, it's not to be sniffed at. Pokey, isn't it? Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I like that a lot. The, the the flavors really come through, and I really quite interested in seeing more of that hop. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, it, it, if it is quite new, uh, then yeah, look out for it. And if you if you do see it and you're interested in brewing with it, give it a go. Yeah, let's let know how it turns out. I would like I would like to try a single hop. Yeah, beer with that just just to see what it does. Mm. Like interesting because you see, could use it as bittering. Yeah, very easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that making um, making a big. A big impact in a lot of beers. Yeah. So, mm. um, lovely. I think we should do a bit of final gravity. All right, let's get some old stuff out of the cupboard. Old stuff. 
Okay, for the first of these final gravities, yeah. uh, I've gone for the Black Lager, the Schwarzbier that the I Schwarzbier. did a long while ago. Now, this did have some problems. <laughs> so I will warn you. Okay. Do you want to tell us what the problems are before we go in for it, or should we go in for it and then you can go for the problems? Yeah, let's go in for it first. Okay. Well, I mean, check number one on the color. It is black. It is black. Well Hooray. done. Like you've nailed it. Yes. So you know, uh, for the black lager part, that's going well. It smells a little bit fruity, off does weird. Smell a, does smell a bit. Well, not. I wouldn't say a fruity off weird. Just a little bit fruity. But a little yeah. bit fruity. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Drink some. I, I assume it's safe. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> well. Okay. I, That's not as bad as it was. That is honestly. That's what I like to hear. That is not as bad as it was. Right. So the problem I had with this is um, not it one. It is fruity. It's, it's not 100% my fault. Although it is kind of my fault. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's find out whose fault it is. Okay. Um, who, who, who's to blame here? Well, it might be the people who made the Inkbird temperature controllers, but it might be me putting that temperature sensor into fermenting beer for too long. I mean, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. And I've never had Just issues. the probe going straight in. Yeah. Basically, it uh, uncalibrated itself so much that the uh, the beer just got way too cold and completely froze solid. Wow, right, okay. The the entirety of it froze. So, do, I mean, I, I've got a way around this problem. Okay. Uh, just in case anybody is having it. Don't set your fridge cold enough so that it can freeze. <laughs> yes. Now, you know, because fridges have settings. So you can you can make it so that it doesn't matter... How hard the fridge works, it'll it literally it it literally cannot freeze your beer. Like you don't you don't need to be able to set your fridge lower than I'd say three degrees. I, I know the, maybe the, four degrees. I think the three quarters unit that I have is actually a freezer, not a fridge. Right. Um. So, uh, so so this is another yeah. thing. If you're making a fermentation fridge, do not use a freezer. I mean, you can if you trust the temperature control. Devices. You can, but but the thing is, it's to do with the way that the difference between how fridges and freezers work. Is so there a difference? The, the, oh yeah, the, yeah. Oh the, the, there, there is a difference between how fridges and freezers work. Um, fridges they're designed for kind of keeping a sort of like reasonably stable temperature, but only occasionally kind of turning on. Whereas freezers they they are designed to freeze. They're not designed to keep something at four or five degrees or 10 degrees or 30 degrees they're not designed to do that at all it will break your freezer if you do that Hmm. which is why if you're doing fermentation fridges or you're doing keg fridges most of the advice says use a fridge not a freezer because it's not too bad if you're using it for serving for like for a keezer because you're keeping it at a low temperature but at any point if you're using it for fermentation it's oh, not designed like for keeping it at degrees. 20 degrees yeah. or 25 degrees or 30 degrees because that's just not the way freezers are designed to work. Yeah. So try and avoid using freezers as fermentation fridges. Yes. But because it just my, won't work. Yeah, my keezer has been absolutely fine yeah. over the last two but years. But it's because so it's, it's designed to keep it at a low temperature yeah. anyway. It's never designed to go up to the 20 degrees you're expecting it to. Yes. Because you'll just break it. Yeah. Uh, so I've learned from that yeah. um i've now i've got a new inkbird um yeah. I, I i fully admit fault with having like a year and a half at that point no probably two years now 
at that point of dunking the uh, thermal sensor into the beer itself, yeah. fully sanitized and everything. But just over time, I think that might have gotten into the probe and and just messed everything. Yeah, up. I mean, you and you can, depend on what sort of Inkbird model you've got as well. You can actually buy replacement probes because I know you uh, you've got an all in one unit. Haven't yeah, you? All, it, it was the cheapest, easiest. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas I think when I when I did it, I bought like a the unit and then mounted it into a box and then you have to insert all of the like uh, the electrical right. bits oh, and so you can actually buy the probe yeah you can actually buy the probe separately so if you are concerned because i've had to do that before um because i accidentally put the probe into something too hot mm-hmm. um and it knackered it yeah um because and the so- probes have a limit i think of about 60 degrees okay. uh, their upper limit so you can if you put them into boiling water um and use them to control your boil that can have uh, negative yeah. effects yeah, yeah. on the uh, the probe itself. So I've I've learned from that. I now have a uh, a bubble wrap pouch, lovely that I have made uh, and stuck to the edge of my fermenter. Yeah. So that it's thermally insulated from the outside and not as thermally insulated next to the beer. Yes. The idea is that it doesn't get wet, but it still gives a very good interpretation yeah, it, of it, what the it, outside of the beer temperature is so it's not fully accurate, yeah it, it, it's not fully accurate but but it's 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 close enough close for enough. most people yeah. to be honest um but yeah also um yes freezing yeast is not a good idea they don't like not it. a good idea so it, like e- even before fermentation you don't want to freeze the yeast because uh, uh sort of ice crystals can form inside the frozen yeast yeah which kills them because yes. uh, and then yeah, bad, 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 which can cause a lot of off flavors in your beer. Um, Dead rotting the, yeast in your beer. Yeah, uh, the ones that do survive can be incredibly stressed as well. Well, I mean, I would be if I just watched all of my friends get blown <laughs> up by ice <laughs> oh, crystals. <no. laughs> I'd be stressed. Yeah, and so what the kegged version of this had quite a large amount of is an off flavor compound called ethyl hexanoate. Yeah, which presents as a sort of red apple um, skin yeah. sort of flavor, uh, apple sweets, that type of thing, um, which in a fuller beer with more of like a hop punch, you can get away with a touch of that. But with a style as clean as a black lager, it completely dominated everything. Yeah. Made it actively unpleasant, I, th- I think, to yeah. drink. Yeah just distracted from any so, so so what did so, you do with all the stuff in a keg uh i dumped it right okay it uh i had some bottles um i mean i am done. glad you didn't do that with the bottles because the, the you know the it, although it's not uh, like kind of exactly what you're going for it's still pleasant enough it's still pleasant enough um the advantage of the bottles is they will have been bottle conditioned yeah so there will have been an extra stage. An extra stage. The yeast will have been alive. Yeah. Some yeast will be alive. and I definitely was uh, just carbonated. So. Yes. Yeah. A bit too carbonated. Um, yeah. It's, it, there's the potential that because of the freezing, it didn't actually get to its final gravity yeah, either, yeah. which is another shame. Um, it, it, it just overall a bit of a disaster beer. But well, I mean, you know, you've learned a lot of things. I've learned a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's perfectly pleasant. I think it's... Uh, you know, and the good thing is with with these beers, especially when you put them into bottles, like you can just hide them for a year yeah. and just see what happens. Yeah, like, um, it, it's always worth doing that. If you have a bad batch, don't get rid of all of it. Keep some of it keep, because it you never know yeah. what's going to happen in a year, especially um, with these darker beers. 
that tasting it again now, I am noticing the smoke has become a lot more subtle as well. Yeah. Because I did add a, a small amount of smoke in the uh, grain bill. Yeah. And uh, with the ethyl hexanoate, especially, they, they clashed horribly. Yeah. Um, and now that's gone down. The smoke's gone down. It's, yeah, it's just a, it's just a better overall. Yeah. No, I mean, it's nice enough. Um, but I think now's probably a good chance to maybe try another beer and see how that went. Yeah, a beer that hopefully went a bit better. Hopefully. Okay, and for the second, Final Gravity, what have we got? Uh, we've got the um, the pineapple ice cream pail mm. that I did for Beautiful Days. Um, so yeah. most of this got put into polypins and then was served from the beer pump backpack that I have mm-hmm. at the festival. But I did bottle uh, two bottles yes. so that we had something to try. Which and we accidentally left in the freezer. And accidentally left about. in the freezer and we've had to wait a little while for it to kind of, <laughs> you know, just get rid of some of those thicker ice crystals. Yes. Uh, but here yeah. it is, nicely nice chilled. <laughs> nicely chilled. Um, so I haven't tried this cold and carbonated. Okay, interesting. I've obviously only tried this uh, kind of cast conditioned from the polypin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sort of like porch tepid temperatures at a festival. Yeah. So this so will be interesting. Uh, obviously, the head retention. Look how white that head is. Yeah, and it's lasted a long time. You poured this uh, realistically uh, a few minutes ago, and yeah. it's still still bubbling. That is still going strong. That is good. Like the carbonation's yeah very lively, and it smells. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. because I used pineapple cupcake flavoring for this. Yes. So, so there's it's, there's it's, no because uh, I was going for the artificial because it's an ice cream pail but it's a non-lactose ice cream pail. Mm, yes. So I was going for the artificial pineapple flavor, um, and yeah, the the idea was to try and make an ice cream pail without adding lactose. So yeah, you've you've got the artificial flavor. Um, you've got um, so one of the drawbacks with that, and it's it's it's. The problem with my nose, rather than anyone else's, is that with, the problem with, with your nose Mike? with with some of the artificial pineapples, uh, pineapple flavouring, <laughs> artificial, artificial pineapples. Pine- no. They're plastic. Yes, Mike. Oh, I, I didn't use plastic pineapples. Shouldn't have taken a bite. <laughs> the uh, I believe one of the the um, compounds they use for that flavour is is called ethyl butyrate. Right. Like okay. Um, which is I think we did very, mention this in the episode yes. as well. It's 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 quite chemically similar to butyric acid, yeah. Which it, a lot of homebrewers out there will know is a very very bad smell. You don't really want that in your beer, no, nope. because uh, it smells like baby sick, uh, especially under. Uh, super Are you suggesting this beer smells like baby sick? Is that, I, is that what no. you're telling me? I got I got the the faintest little tiny hint of a butyric smell. Okay, when I. First smelt it, yeah, and then uh, now it's developed a bit more. I'm, I'm definitely getting it's more like ethyl butyrate rather than butyric acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if if that makes sense. Yeah, no, but, I, I can see that. And it might even be that the association is built up in my mind rather than actually me smelling it. Yes, and no, it's yeah. it's psychosomatic. Maybe you're making maybe. it up. I, I possibly. <laughs> so, like one of the interesting things. Um, you might might remember about this is I actually used a kvike yeast for this. Yes, you did. Yes, just to ferment that real quick. Yeah, and uh, how did that go? I mean, it it went well. I mean, it, like as you can see, it like it has fermented out really nicely. Um, and one of the things I was hoping that the this specific strain 
would bring to it was a pineapple flavor. Mm. Um, so it was adding extra sort of pineapple into it. Um, the hops I also used were lemon drop and sriracha ace. Yeah. So the lemon drop just to give it a slightly like sort of lemony taste. Sriracha ace just to give it that lemongrass yeah, um, yeah. sort of taste. And I was hoping that that would lead to a more ice cream-esque flavor. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's probably a good idea. Well, before we really tuck in, go on, I was going to ask, how, how did it work uh, at Beautiful Days? I, I think it worked really well. Like the, the pineapple flavor was there, but I mean, obviously because it's served out of a beer pump backpack it's not the full ideal scenario but i mean i really enjoyed drinking it i drank it for three days <laughs> pretty much all day every day yeah and, and it all went it all went i got a lot of good feedback um from various people tell me what they thought about it um which was quite nice mm. and you know the pineapple flavor was there and it was it was drinkable the ice cream flavor didn't quite come through as powerfully as i would like to it to have but i think that's probably because i didn't use lactose so more like just a pineapple pale tropical pale yes yeah it didn't quite have the full creaminess that i was expecting but interesting interesting to see how this one turns out and whether or not i would like to brew it again but add lactose yeah well Um, i've already talked about what i've sniffed um i think it's time that i went you 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 get involved mate i'll 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 sit and natter while you have a little taste of it tell me how you feel it's pineapple. <laughs> well, I should hope it's so. It's pineapple. Yeah, it, the pineapple flavour there is as big as the aroma suggests. That is, and it is very, very much pineapple sweetie. Wow. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Pineapple I, cubes in it. Pineapple cubes. Yeah. Just it, it's sweet. It's lovely, delicious sweet. I think the the, the sriracha is is coming through though. It's got that creamy lemongrass um, as an aftertaste. I think anyway. Yeah. I don't know if if it's because I know it's there. It might be. Uh, I didn't pick it up at first just because the pineapple overwhelms. It's very, 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 but I wanted it to be there. Yeah. If you're doing a pineapple ice cream pale, you kind of want the pineapple there. Exactly. And, but now, now that's settled and now I'm used to that. Yeah. Yeah. um, There's there's hints of sriracha. Yeah. I I reckon so that, that I think that is coming through. Um, Lemon, not so much. Um, Mm. Whereas that, that sort of dillish, um, as in, it uh, tastes like dill. Not, yeah. I, I don't know what dillish would be. Other dill, than that, it's dillish, that is. Yeah, that is delish. <laughs> it, no, and it is both yeah. delish and dillish. So, so, well done. I mean, I, I can't think of anything that kind of went wrong with the... <laughs> uh, well, well, just kind of with the fermentation process and all of that. I can't really think of anything that I would change because it, it went... It, just, it went quite well. Mm. Uh, and the interesting thing was obviously getting to cast condition it in the polypins, essentially, um, and seeing how it tasted there. And it is different. Yeah. Uh, oh, how, how is it different? I think it's better carbonated and cold. Mm. Uh, okay. it's, it's much more um, quaffable. Because it was, I mean, it was drinkable. It was absolutely fantastic. But the, the, the sharpness from it being cold and carbonated makes it slightly better i think yeah and it was actually what i anticipated when i was when i was drinking our beautiful days i was going if only this was cold yeah it it was like oh this is going to be banging on keg and i think Mm. i would like to do this recipe again but add lactose okay just to see if it just to see how it helps add it to the uh 
list of beers we want to try again. Yeah, I mean, I think probably <laughs> it's the sort of thing I would brew um, as a separate bit to the podcast and then just kind of chat about it at some point. But yeah, mm. I don't think I'll do a whole episode on the same recipe, but just add lactose. I think that's kind of pointless, but... That, um, mm, yeah, that pineapple. It's there, isn't it? Getting like bubblegum sort of stuff as well yeah. now. I, I now imagine that's, that's the artificial flavour yeah, side yeah. of it. But there will be similarity. I, I think bubblegum has, is it raspberry most, but then it's also pineapple and, yeah. and a couple other things. So, but it's, it's, I thought bubblegum was a flavour, but it turns out it's just, it's like four different things yeah. <laughs> all at once. So, But yeah, I, I think it's done, it's done what I expected it to do. I think, and I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with that. Nice, turned nice. out all right. I'm going to drink it. Okay, all of it. Uh, I mean, I think that's about it from us now. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, as usual, if you've got any uh, questions or comments or anything like that, please get in touch uh, on our Twitter uh, or our email. Um, so it's um, by the mash on. Exactly. Uh, there everything. you go. Uh, yeah like, like, <laughs> like we try to keep it real simple yeah um so one yeah. word by the mash tan uh twitter facebook instagram yeah all that please like like please get in contact with us um if you do have any questions that we can't answer we will try and find out the answer for you or we'll we'll at least point you in the right direction mm. um if you've got any questions about equipment or um anything along those lines get in touch with our partners at the malt miller uh they have helped me out no end and i know they have for you as well yeah, oh yeah absolutely fantastic they've got all the best equipment and all the best ingredients and they just know what they're doing so get in contact with them yeah and uh do you know what you're going to be brewing next episode i think i'm sticking on the lager theme i think i'm going to try an american lager an american lager. well you did a you did say it was the right time of year to do a lager <laughs> it and is B, an american lager yeah, I mean, it's not my preferred style. It's an interesting challenge, though. that's not what this whole thing's about. It's about, you know, learning through brewing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to find out exactly what it's like to brew an American lager. With and rice in the base. With rice in the base. Mm, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, but that does that does make get, at least getting the tasting beers for the episode going to be quite easy. <laughs> Any corner shop. There you go. Any corner shop. Um, so, yeah. Stay tuned for that one in about two weeks' time. Um, And, yeah. Until then. Yeah, we'll see you later. Bye.